Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. This is Megan and Morgan and I today have some interesting things to share with you about natural family planning and contraception and more importantly or specifically why NFP is not contraception. Stay tuned to listen to our conversation. Okay, as always, we begin with just a few little promos for some things that are going on in Awaken Catholic. The first is that Morgan and I would like you to consider joining our patronage community. Um, you can go to nakedwithoutshameshow.com to see ways that you can provide um, for our podcast financially. Um, we ask for your prayers and support. Um, you can see our videos there too. It's just a way to kind of make ourselves known on the internet to you. You can check in with us, um, but please consider donating. We'd, we'd really appreciate it. And also, if you want to receive more from Awakening Catholic, you can download their app. The app is really great to stay connected to show hosts. There's a lot of members of the community that are Awakened supporters and listeners, and they make awesome posts, and it's a really good supportive community as well. So to do that, you can go to theawakenapp.io. Okay, and Morgan, hey. Hello. <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> Good. <laughs> Good. Okay. Well, for those of you who are watching, you can clearly see Morgan isn't in the studio this time, but we are still together because of technology. It's amazing. <laughs> technology. technology. We love it. We, <laughs> we love it. But we will probably talk more about that at some point later. Very critical of it, yeah, but we love it. We love it. We appreciate it. So I appreciate technology insofar as that we can continue to have our show and you be uh, out of the studio. So yeah, things are going in Maryland mm -hmm. from my home. Yes. Unfortunately, I was not able to come in to the studio, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. I'm here yep. technologically. <laughs> Great. Okay. Well, are you pumped to talk, to talk about this topic? I am. Yeah. 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 I am too. It's a really good one to think about. And I think it's really important to clarify this difference. As I said, in the beginning of the show, Natural family planning, contraception, what's the difference, right? Yeah. Um, because yeah. it's not always clear. Um, it's no, I think it's very confusing. No. I mean, I remember, I think I've said this on the podcast before. I remember being at a debate on campus at Catholic University a couple of years ago, and I was listening to these like incredibly intelligent professors, moral theologians, really, talk about this question and like really kind of struggle to get at the answer. And so I think, yeah, it's really something that's worth unpacking, especially in light of theology of the body. And as I think we'll see, it kind of gets to the crux of what theology of the body is and what mm -hmm. it offers to the church as a sort of anthropology, really, as an mm -hmm. explanation for the church's teachings and an anthropology, mm -hmm. basically, and like an explanation of what it means to be human. It gets at that, like the heart of that, basically. Mm. Right, yeah. because John Paul II really wrote the theology of the body with with the idea in mind to address this issue of contraception, right? So he ends yes. with like a big section on 
contraception. But as you're saying, like it all leads up in the explanation of the human anthropology through the the Christian worldview to right. to understand to understand the teaching on contraception. So it's, it seems like maybe in this talk we're going to go backwards a little bit, <laughs> like from um, like the teaching on contraception, but then back to this understanding of anthropology specifically by dissecting and talking about the language of the body. Yeah. Yeah. Can I just open with this quote? Oh, sure. Yeah. That I found. Okay. So I've been, I've been teaching this high school class um, on theology of the body um, at the Catholic school that I teach at this year. um, And it's been really amazing. And I've been using this book, you see. So this is our friend, Christopher West, theology of the body explained. Um, And it basically dissects and simplifies the actual theology of the body text. And it's very helpful because I tried to read the actual theology of the body text a couple times with my students, but it's, it's as most of you probably know, who've looked into theology of the body, it's pretty difficult. So um, I think this is really helpful. This is Christopher West talking about basically how NFP and contraception represent two radically different views of man. Um, So I'll read it here. It's, as John Paul II wrote in Familiaris Consortio, that's one of his encyclicals, um, the difference both anthropological and moral between contraception and recourse to the rhythm of the cycle, so he's talking about natural family planning, um, is much wider and deeper than is usually thought. Okay, one which involves in the final analysis two irreconcilable concepts of the human person and of human sexuality. So it's a big mm. deal. Two <laughs> In the one view... Irreconcilable. Yeah. Okay. That's good. In the one view, the body, including its fertility, is seen as integral to the person and hence as integral to self-giving love. So he's referring to natural family planning there. In the other view, this is referring to contraception, the body is seen as part of the realm of subhuman nature over which the person has dominion. From the latter perspective, man sees no moral problem in applying the same techniques of dominion to his body and fertility that he exerts over the forces of nature. In fact, doing so is necessary, they say, in order to humanize the process of reproduction. But such language betrays a radical divorce between the physical and the personal in man. So I know it's, it's actually it's kind of a difficult quote, but yeah, I think... Let's yeah, talk about we'll it. try to unpack it. And I think mm-hmm. the essence of it that we can start with is this understanding of the body, really. Mm-hmm. So he's saying that it natural family planning and contraception, it's way more than about like one is, oh, I don't know, I mean, natural or not, basically. I think a lot of people talk about this, like talk about how it's kind of like natural contraception. I mean, even in the world today, like in the secular world, natural family planning is becoming popular because it's natural, right? Like we're understanding, mm-hmm. especially hormonal forms of birth control are really, really bad for you. They're terrible for the, the, the woman's body. They're carcinogens, all these cause blood clots, all these different things. So we're understanding that like, maybe there's a different way of regulating birth, but it's still thought of as essentially contraception. Right. In intention, right. We yes. can, we can yeah. use periodic abstinence in natural family planning to, to take on that same intention that contraception does by like having um, 
some sort of like dominion over the the body or um yeah some kind of power over it to make it more human as as the quote said yes Mm -hmm. exactly so it's kind of you have the contraceptive contraceptive mindset even though you're using natural family planning Mm -hmm. um so so what but it's can i ask a clarifying question about that so what would what would you say the contraceptive mindset is just in like short a short explanation that I I don't want to be totally open to life at any possible opportunity and therefore I will like regulate that at whatever cost to my body what do you think what is the contraceptive mindset I think that's a huge part of it Mm mm-hmm I think that it's also like, we were talking about this in my class and I think it's interesting. It's like, it's, it's a little more like broad, Okay. kind of this, like all, it kind of encompasses like your entire worldview in a certain sense. Mm-hmm. Like it, with a contraceptive mentality, I'm in control and my body has nothing to do with who I am. So I control I my body. I don't work with my body. I control it. And I manipulate it in such a way as to get the product that I want, which is not having children, mm. but still have yeah. the pleasure of sex. Right. So there's right. totally separate kind of. I see. Yeah. So you're saying that sometimes, even if we don't intend to see things this way, you know, I think there's people who do use contraception who aren't thinking these things necessarily like are intending this, but, but yeah, to not really identify with your whole self right with yes. with your whole self including your fertility and the way you were designed to have children um, yes exactly sex mm-hmm. is about my intention maybe even my intention is to love the other person like i want to maybe i'm married and i mm-hmm. want to love my spouse and i'm going to do that through sexuality but it brackets it kind of like um cuts off my body and that like that as part of the self giving as part of the mm-hmm. love that makes sense like what i do with my body doesn't mean anything regarding my love for my spouse. I see. So I can give myself like sort of more like spiritually maybe, but not my body. Mm -hmm. Right. Because there is something held back, right. With the use of contraception in, in so far as, yeah, you're, you're withholding the, the end, I guess, of that love that you're trying to express, express to your spouse. You know, like not to say that once again, like people don't love their, their spouses who use contraception, but to really consider that, that with withholding from the end, which is, which is so natural and good, right. To, to have a baby with the person that you love to create more life from your union. Yeah. So in light of that, let's maybe think about how natural family planning or periodic abstinence, whichever one you want to use, um, is more in line than with this, this understanding of like the, the language of the body, um, the, the opposite mindset from a contraceptive mindset that, that mm-hmm. lines up with John, what John Paul II calls the language of the body. Yeah. So you have thoughts on that? Yeah. So I think that, John Paul II, his basically entire way of understanding 
this difference between natural family planning and contraception and his like entire argument basically against contraception. Um, it's not that contraception um, doesn't create life, that it's not open to procreation, which is an interesting thing. I mean, I think that it was funny because in my class, this is sort of, and the, these girls are like very well-schooled in Catholic thought, right? Like they're very, very intelligent girls. They're seniors. Um, and they kind of reformed it. It's actually a more traditional understanding. So like before John Paul II conceived of theology of the body, like this was kind of a very typical way for the church to articulate why contraception is wrong. It's because it separates sex and babies, which is right. Like it's not not right, right? Mm-hmm. Like there, there is something fundamentally wrong about separating sex from babies. But John Paul II goes deeper and he says, it's not just about that, right? There's something more and it has to do more with like the nature of the person. John Paul II always wants to come back to that concept, right? Like the nature of the person. Mm. Um, So, yeah. Okay. So the nature nature of the person then in light of this language of (laughs) the language of the language of the body. (laughs) (laughs) Um, would, would be very like fundamentally in what John Paul II would say, like love is the total gift of self. Right. And, and in so far as you make a total gift of yourself in light of marriage and human sexuality, your image, you are participating in an image of God. Right. So the, the goal of the language of the body is to always line up with imaging God in who he is as love, right? Yes. Um, yes. And how do we know this? Well, we we know it because of Christ coming, <laughs> giving us, you know, the way. Yeah. We know it through people like John Paul II, theologians, thinkers that that have been able to discover these truths, but also through human experience, I think, can, yeah. can speak to us as to like, how do we know how God loves? Mm-hmm. Well, since we do image God, we can we can kind of sense in our conscience or in our gut really like what what is like natural and good for me yeah so um anyway i feel like that was a little bit of a i don't know where i was going with that but it, it sounded good <laughs> no, okay you... the language of the body <laughs> um yeah 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 the language of the body is really in important to understand periodic abstinence with from within yeah right so it's saying what i basically the language of the body is saying in a very simple way that like the body what i do with my body has meaning and like it sounds so simple to say but literally none of us believe this like as modern people it is so far-fetched for us to understand this it's so far removed from our mentality. Why? Why do you think? I think that we think that the body and all of material, the material world basically don't have inherent meaning. And that meaning is something that we basically conceive of in our minds. It has to do with the mind and with the spirit, um, but it doesn't have to do with the body. The body is kind of like, I can do... You can do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. And the world is, I mean, the world around us is like, we can do whatever we want and we do it all the time. I mean, we use technology. We're just talking about technology in the beginning yeah. and how we love it. But there's sort of a, there, as we've talked about before on this podcast, there's a sort of like, there's a negative 
use of technology where we we use things in the world versus respecting them and viewing them as having meaning. Right. Right. That's inherent to them. So basically it's the difference between seeing the world as basically meaningless or seeing the world as a gift from God. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And that, that, that means something to the nature of things like things. This is remember our, you know, our favorite quote from our theology, of the body group, things mean things. Mm-hmm. I told this to my girls the other day. They thought it was funny. <laughs> Like, this is my catchphrase. Like yes. things mean things. Like this again, it sounds so simple, but right. And it's very difficult for us to understand. Yes, that's very true. Things mean things. And those I don't want to like be redundant here. And those things mean <laughs> uh something that we the meaning is something that we didn't create. Yes. That's really hard because we are creative beings. Right. And we're, we are so like enlightened and progressive and, and like beautiful things are being created from man. Yeah. But, but I think the important point is like, we didn't create ourselves who are, who are thinking up those meanings. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, so we're it responding. Has, we're, exactly. yes, we're responding to, to something that's given to us. I didn't make the world. I didn't make myself. Exactly. So how, yep. how can I really claim that I can create meaning to, to something that I didn't create? There must yeah. be something. We believe there's a God who has given that, uh, that meaning in things, as you're saying, fundamentally mm-hmm. as gift. Um, and then from there, understanding the, the nature of, of how to, how those things should be and how to respect them and how to, how to use them to like, right. to live well. So, yeah. So, so I think we already touched on this, but like maybe it's helpful to just break down even more simply, like mm-hmm. what is the meaning of sex? Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. I mean, okay. So let's preface it with like in our world today, it's so second nature for us to think that the meaning of sex is essentially pleasure. pleasure. <laughs> Yeah, and, and, pleasure. and emotional and bonding. And maybe also emotional bonding, exactly. And, like maybe and we don't physical bonding, I would say too. Yeah. But yeah. But but also linked to that pleasure aspect, right? Yes. That's mm-hmm. yeah. Exactly. So, exactly. Okay. So, so let's go deeper. Let's talk about so that that's a kind of modern view. It's and it kind of reduces the the sexual act, conjugal act as we say it mm-hmm. at the you know, the John Paul II Institute so often. Um, it reduces it to like an intention, like, okay, I'm intending to love you right now. And I'm doing this thing with my body, but the, the act itself is not rich with meaning. I don't know. Is that a good way of describing? Maybe you can tell me. Okay. Like, so I guess once again, like if, if that is the definition, pleasure and, and emotional bonding, then is that enough meaning or is yeah. one second, is there more, exactly. is there more of yeah. a meaning? Um, so, you know, insofar as we do Im- like image God's love, which is generous, right? There, there yeah. has to be that connection to um, like really open this to life. Like that's also a part of the meaning of, yeah. of what that love entails, yeah. you know, because, because the body physiologically creates children in this way. Um, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. But I think the other thing I'm thinking about okay. is if that is the only meaning, 
then that like allows for lots of different sort of interpretations of how you can express that meaning. Right. Mm, So like I could express that meaning with like one person this month and next month I can do it with a different person. Right. And so there's not like, it it just, it becomes very like, um, subjectivized. What does it mean to say that I'm loving someone with my body? Right. I mean, like, Mm -hmm. There's nothing objective in, in the modern view, in the sort of contraceptive view. There's nothing objective about it. It's kind of just like, mm-hmm. well, I feel like this is an act of love. You know, maybe I feel like it's an act of love to like do this act with various different people, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. throughout my life. And like, it doesn't really matter. It's kind of like whatever I feel. You see what I'm saying? Like yes. It, it kind of becomes reduced to a feeling of like, right. well, this is love to me. Right. right. Yeah. And as you're talking, it makes me think of this notion of like bonding and communion as well. So like if, if communion really is the goal, like there's nothing that's really going to bond you more to someone in this way than to have a child. (laughs) If you think about it, like, like if you do choose to create the meaning of, well, you know, I just, I want to bond or experience this kind of communion with multiple people. Like the bond really isn't um, I don't want to say it like, f- like fulfilled in a way. No, yeah, maybe. I, well, <laughs> I don't know if I want to say that because that brings me to another point. Um, okay. Let me just close that. All right. So the, the bond isn't maybe what it is intended to be or could be. The reason why I hesitate to say that is because just because a person engages in intimacy sexual intimacy with the spouse does not make it like mandatory to have a child. Right. So that's another like really interesting meaning to natural family planning in a way like the, the Catholic church says that in order to be married, you have to be able to consummate the marriage. You don't have to be fertile. So there's something really significant about that too. Right. That for sure. That, the, like the the act itself and the completion of the act to be open to life is is enough. But then like because God is so generous, like a child is seen like as gift and generosity and that flows yeah. naturally from that that union. Um, exactly. So. So it's not simply about like being intending to have a child. I mean, right. in the. I mean, some people even in the tradition of the church have said this, so, like every time you have sex, I'm, I'm trying to remember. I think maybe like Augustine says something like this. I'm totally, maybe I'm totally wrong. Um, mm-hmm. That like basically like sex is best when you're intending to have a child. Like that's the ideal. Okay. Yeah. Expression of sexuality. So there's not this sense of like sort of an intrinsic, you know, the John Paul II, of course, I mean like John Paul II mm-hmm. develops from the tradition and the tradition like didn't yet have this gift of John Paul II. That's mm-hmm. fine. Um, but yeah, like, it's basically, sorry, I lost my train of thought. Um, there's not like a meaning to the like self-giving in the act of sex that um, then has like an openness to life. So like, I guess what I was trying to say is that like, it's not just about intending, yes, right, to have a child or to procreate, but it's about intending to be open or being open, mm. not even just intending to be open, right? Like with my mind, but like being open with my body mm. to the gift of life. But yeah. with the knowledge that I don't 
create life, right? Like I am not, I'm a co-creator. I mean, in, in the marital embrace, the man and woman are co-creators, right? Right. With God. They don't, they're not responsible for life. They can't decide, okay, we're, I'm going to have a child now, mm-hmm. which is a very like, again, modern mentality. Like mm-hmm. now I'm going to have a child. Like, mm-hmm. and it's sort of like me who decides that. No, like I'm co-creating with God. I'm open to this, this gift. And I'm mm-hmm. saying that with the language of my body always. And, and sex always has to, we're going to unpack this more, but sex always have to, has to have that dimension of openness. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's, that's what communicates, like we've been kind of saying or talking around the entire time, mm-hmm. sex is meant to communicate the gift of self. Yes. The total, the total in this, gift in this case with spouses, like the total gift of yourself. Yeah. And you know, I mean, basically that what openness. that means in more common language is like saying, I love you completely without reservation. Mm-hmm. I'm giving mm-hmm. myself to you completely without reservation. And I take responsibility so not, for this and for you, Yeah, you know, so- Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I know that doing this thing, I mean, yes. Okay. So sex does by its nature lead to procreation. This is obvious. We know mm-hmm. this. Okay. So like not, not bracketing that out of the, the gift, right. Of saying like, this is part of what it means for me to give myself in this way. This, the nature of my gift, my total gift of self means that like what we're doing right now in the act of, you know, marital embrace, like mm-hmm. this could lead to a child. And that, that means something. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's much greater than just like an act of, okay, I'm loving you or like, I'm, I'm getting pleasure or whatever. Like it's much deeper. It's saying I'm giving myself totally to you in such a way that like, this could demand like everything from us. This could ask everything of us. Right. As I said, like a very high level of responsibility. Yeah. You know, and which which implies a really high level of love, like yeah. actually a total level of love. Yeah. And John Paul II like total... wrote a... Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. Yeah, just... yeah. <laughs> love and Responsibility is a book that John Paul II wrote. Just a yes. plug there. <laughs> exactly. exactly. They go together. Responsibility. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it means that I really love you. Mm-hmm. I think. Right. Like if, if I'm willing to give my whole life to you and raise a child with you, like that means that I'm really, I mean, I must be really committed to you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. So like if the language of my body, again, like what I'm doing with my body expresses that openness to you, to like our destiny together. I mean that like, that's incredibly powerful, Mm -hmm. right? Like that's really powerful. That's entirely different. I mean, at least for me, like this has always like been very beautiful and very resonant. I think it is especially with women. I don't know, maybe that's wrong, but I think women tend to intuit this. Yeah. I think, yeah, yeah, for sure. But I think Women have this sort of like, maybe, again, maybe I'm wrong saying this, but I would be willing to assert women have this more intuitive sense of the connection between sex and babies because we carry life. Mm-hmm. So it's okay. maybe more intuitive for us, but we, inter- we, I think, intuit. And I think that, again, humans intuit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Once again, it's, but, it's natural, right? Like, so it's like yeah. nature speaking. Yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. Right? So... Right. But, but, go ahead. Like to, if you're willing to be open, open to life with me, or if you're open, if you're willing to be open to my fertility, like you're being, that means that you're open to me in the totality of my person, Mm -hmm. that this is not just an act of use. 
sex is not just an act of use or just an act of pleasure, Mm -hmm. but it's something so much deeper. It's an act of love. When there's an openness to fertility. Mm -hmm. So it's not just this moralistic connection of like sex should equal babies, but it's saying Mm -hmm. that like to love. So we're saying sex has to mean love. It, It does mean love inherently. That has to have a connection to fertility. Does, does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Right. Yeah. It it does not as something absolutely necessary to have as its end, right? The that a yes. child is is necessary for its end, but the openness in a way is like openness. the beginning and the end of it, right? So it's exactly. like it's like I'm I will to love someone and I take responsibility for like what that will bring to me in my life. Like when I, when I love somebody totally with that total openness and that could include a child. Right. And so, I mean, something once again, like to, to play off this idea or this, the truth of that things have natures and things, yeah, they have, have a nature. It's like, well, like sex and babies can't always go together because you, you don't conceive a child every time you consummate, you know, your marriage. Right. Like, like it's, in fact, most of the time you don't. Most of the time you don't. And so it's very natural yeah. then to to not have that connected, right? So what what's left yeah. is that openness, yeah, that disposition exactly. of the heart, but also the body of that openness to yeah. just give give yourself to the person you love. So, right. yeah. so yeah, I think that sounds so, really good. I feel like now we need to understand, okay, so why is natural family planning not withholding the gift of self? Why does it not? Uh, I mean, so John Paul II says, contraception falsifies, I can't see my fingers, I'm doing the quote thing, falsifies (laughs) the language of the body. Why does natural family planning, which also intends, when it's used to regulate birth, right? When when it's used to prevent birth, Mm -hmm. it also intends not to have children. So a lot of people, I mean, even in the Catholic world, truly, a lot of people say like, there's no difference. Like natural family planning is contraception. Why is it that John Paul II doesn't think that? Mm. What's different, it, you know? Right. So what's different is <laughs> what I would, what I would say, what comes to mind is like, once again, the, the language of the body and speaking a truth with your body. Yes. Right. So, so there's a, there is a difference. Well, we, I want to claim or like make the claim that there is a difference between using a pill or some, a barrier to pre- prevent pregnancy and just not, not engaging in sexual intimacy with somebody. There has to be a difference in the meaning of those things. Once again, if the body, if what we do with the body matters, then there has to be a difference Yes, between taking a pill and not doing anything. Yes. You know, exactly. The act of sex maintains its sacredness. Mm -hmm. So if I'm just choosing not to do it. So we're going to talk about how, I mean, I've heard some people say, and I think I tend to agree with this, that maybe a better or more precise term for natural family planning is periodic abstinence. Mm. Yeah, I was saying that before, of, trying to say that before. I yeah, think yeah, using yeah. them. Yeah. But go ahead. So the, yeah, yeah. the that might be a better like kind of representation you're saying of like what it of is. what is happening. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So basically natural family planning is not having sex 
during the time when you, to the best of your understanding, know that the woman is not fertile. We start that the woman is fertile. Right. So that's basically what we're trying to say. That's abstinence, not contraception. And it never falsifies the language of the body, the nature of the self-gift in the act of sex. So that openness is still there, right? Because every mm-hmm. time I'm giving myself to my spouse, I'm not with, I'm not holding anything back. So I'm still yeah. with my body saying, I love you without reservation, totally, completely, forever, right? Mm-hmm. And during the time that I know I'm fertile, I, if I, again, we have to talk about the grave reasons clause, right? So if oh, yeah. I have a grave reason to not have a child, if there's something really serious that would um, basically inspire me to not have a child at this time, um, then that is fine. Like that, that, that makes sense. That's again, it's, it's, you're being abstinent for the sake of that grave reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think it does. I, I think we like really, hopefully like kind of explained and enough in the beginning of this podcast to like make this this point right yeah. um yeah hopefully yeah hopefully <laughs> yeah that no i think yeah. It, that yeah is really good so yeah um any other i guess thoughts about um like why maybe why i don't know i'm trying to think of like other people who might be like, well, what about this? Or what about that? Or, you know, maybe like you're just overthinking this. <laughs> I don't know. Like, like maybe Language this is like a little bit too much. Like this is too philosophical for, for me. So it's like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it's like, once again, like, you know, doesn't matter the means, like the end is the same. Like, why does it matter? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But like, as we've yeah, been yeah, saying, yeah. like it matters so much because the body has a meaning given from God, yeah. given given by God. Yeah. And and like to be happy is to respect that and to live according yeah. to that. So Right. I don't know. I'm just trying I think, to go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I think of um Christopher West's example. I think it's great. I don't think I could think of a better one. Yeah. About about euthanasia, right? Oh, like yeah. saying like okay, there's a difference between killing your grandma. Or allowing her to die naturally, right? Yes. So like one is an act of my power and control over my grandma. Yeah. And one is an act of God. Mm-hmm. And like we we see the difference. I think most of us today, maybe some of us don't, but I think that most of us see the difference between that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so it's a similar thing with, contrac- with contraception versus NFP. It's saying like, okay, like, yes, there's the same end, but the means is incredibly different. Right. And, because, yeah, and sorry, we and we have to claim that like the way in which we do things matters. Exactly, right? Like what we do with our body matters. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it, again, it's something that like for everyone, even for me, like I have to like constantly sort of renew my understanding of this. And like fill myself with this more like, you know, we talked before in this podcast about like the sacramental worldview versus the modern worldview. And like, that's something that's not, again, in the world around us, we are saturated with the modern worldview. Like it is, Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. For most of us, it's just like in the air we breathe. So it's something that we have to constantly, like, it really, I've been thinking about this a lot, like so much of understanding theology of the body and, and communicating theology of the body is like through restoring a contemplative mindset. Like we need to understand, like we need to look at the world contemplatively again and not just as like mechanisms, random mechanisms Mm -hmm. that, I mean, that is like, again, this like technological modernist worldview, like that is like so easy for us to fall into. Mm -hmm. And like we live our lives in such a way that like we don't pay attention to things. We don't see the meaning behind things. Right. Me, myself included. Right. And so like, I have to constantly like, you know, look up from my phone and like (laughs) see the world around me. And mm-hmm. renew this sort of like understanding that there's a depth to things. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And like, yeah. That's yeah. the beauty of life. And so, I mean, mm-hmm. I think that, again, this this difference between natural family planning and contraception really comes down to that. Is like, can you see the depth in life? Mm-hmm. Can you see the depth in the world around that's you? That's hardcore. Or are you just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's like a really beautiful challenge, you know? Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah as, as you're talking like I'm just thinking yeah we we both fall into that same we can fall into that same modernistic worldview and like we all need to like have compassion as we're talking about these things that can be very sensitive you know because you know that it's just in the air we breathe like we are not condemning anybody we are we are just trying to get to the to the heart of like the truth of things um yeah and and to like offer a different way of thinking about it and Mm. um so hopefully you can join us as well and like just become little, I don't know, philosophers. I don't know. Contemplatives. Think, yeah. Contemplatives. Think yeah. about like the deep things in life and how they affect us. And, you know, if they're good for us, if they're good mm-hmm. for you, if you're happy, you know, um, yeah, it's just, it, we're just proposing. So, yeah. And just thinking like, you know, what's more beautiful, I think. I mean, I remember like when I first encountered this teaching on contraception, mm-hmm. the church's teaching, it was really difficult for me to understand. And then at the same time, I was very torn internally, like mm-hmm. two experiences at once. So like on one hand, like I was saying, I was very kind of resistant to it. Mm-hmm. It didn't make sense. But on the other hand, like there was really this, I, I had the grace in the moment to be really struck by the beauty of it. Like, wow. Like if that's really what sex is like if it's this mutual gift of self you know that like gives everything reserves nothing right like that's really beautiful yeah and like that it's it, maybe it's harder that's the thing and i think the world too like when they hear this they're like oh my gosh that just sounds so hard and like annoying to like not have sex for a certain time in your cycle if you don't if you're not in a place to have a child like that's just really hard like why do we have to do that but it's really a question of like what's more beautiful, you know, like, Mm -hmm. do you want to like, as a couple, like give yourselves to this higher experience of beauty in your lives? And like, does that mean something to you? Or do you just want to kind of like, I don't know, Mm -hmm. not see that just kind of like do what's easier, Mm -hmm. you know? And I choose the easier thing like every day, like (laughs) just in in terms of just like, I search YouTube and go down, you know, rabbit holes of social media all the time and like it's I'm choosing the easier route and yeah but it's it's really it comes down to that question of like do you want to like live in a more beautiful way or do you just want to like live in sort of numbness that Mm -hmm. surrounds us in our culture 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a good challenge for both of us and it's, yeah, it's really good. Yeah. I can, I can definitely like agree with that journey of, of recognizing the, the more difficult path and, and wanting that and, and finding it more beautiful. So yeah. anyway, but yeah. well, why don't we wrap can up? Can I just say one more thing oh. about this? I just want to make <laughs> yeah, sure. one more point. <laughs> okay, great. I think that the, the other thing that's so striking to me about this difference between natural family and family planning and contraception is the way that natural family planning honors the female body. Hmm. Okay. So like it really, it like demands of the couple and it demands of the man especially this like respect and this reverence for the cycles of the woman. The woman is designed in such a way that like she is fertile for whatever we say, like five days Mm -hmm. throughout the month and the rest she's not. And like it requires and it asks of the man, like an attentiveness to that, to the way that she is created. And like the difference between that, right. And like just saying like, Hey, like, can you just like go on the pill, even though like maybe it's going to do all these side effects and whatever, it's really not good for you, but like, can you just do this? Cause it's easier for me. Right. Yeah. I know I'm like kind of making a caricature. Like I'm not saying that every man who, right. whose wife is contracepting is, has that mentality for sure. But I'm saying like, I mean, I think we can see that, that difference mm-hmm. of like natural family planning really does. It demands more reverence for the woman, mm-hmm. especially. For both couple, for both uh, members of the couple, mm-hmm. but for women especially, right? Yeah. So, no, that's a good point. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, I almost it was cut kind you of my off. Feminist <laughs> plug. <laughs> I think that that's really yeah. is very pro women. Yeah. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Awesome. Cool. Okay, Morgan. Thank you. This was fun. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah. No, I I think we. Yeah, I always learn as I talk to you on this podcast. So this has been really good. So we'll finish up. Okay. All right. Thank you everybody for listening in. I'm not sure which camera to look at, but I'm going to look at this one. (laughs) Uh, Thank you all for listening. I really hope that, well, we really hope that this was helpful to you. And if it was, please share it with somebody who might benefit from it. Um, Yeah. It it could be really helpful for someone's life to really see um, the beauty of um, the language of the body as we were talking about. So hope to see you next time. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. Bye.